Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck, a Medallia company, and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives revenue and retention for their organization. We also offer a certification program for CSMs and coaching for customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Hare, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of the Success League. On this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by Rukon Yan, the global business operations team lead and former manager of customer success at Trip Actions. We're going to be talking about how success teams can and should be involved with product development, and he's going to offer some practical tips on how to make that happen. Rukon, welcome to Strike Deck Radio. Thanks, Kristen. It's really a pleasure to be here. I'm going to ask you about your career path a little later in the episode, but to get us started, can you share a little information about Trip Actions? What does the company do and how is customer success structured there? Yeah, of course. So Trip Actions is really built to revolutionize the future of business travel. If you ever traveled for your company been on a business trip, you'll know that uh, every experience from booking to search uh, to during travel isn't as smooth as it can be. And really our mission uh, <laughs> is to make that as efficient, productive, and ultimately as pleasurable and happy for you as a user as possible. How that ties into customer success is that uh, our customer success teams are uh, both segmented by regions or geography. Uh, of the travelers that we serve, mm -hmm. as well as market tiers, so the tiers of customers that we serve based off of how much travel they actually do on an annual basis. Okay, very cool. So you manage what is called the product operations team at Trip Actions. What is product operations and what, what are you guys responsible for? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the team is fairly new in the industry, so it's a good time to kind of talk about what it actually is. Um, yeah. If you think about any successful company, what really is a fundamental reason why that company is successful is product market fit. You've captured a really, really good way to change something uh, about the market that you're serving. Uh, what product operations is, is a dedicated team to ensure that your company's product and the operations behind servicing that product is always the right fit for whatever markets that you're trying to serve. Um, think of it as a list, additional listener uh, on top of what your field teams, customers success, sales, and, and support here on a day-to-day -day basis. This is a team that translates and qualifies that feedback day-to-day -day into our product and the operations teams to make the right changes to our business to serve what customers we want to go after next. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I think a lot of companies um, are looking at that now. I, I know it's kind of a newer title, but you know that is definitely something that I've heard from a lot of folks. And 
it, am I right in, in saying it's maybe kind of a liaison between all of the customer facing teams and product? That's exactly right. Okay, got it. So as you and I were prepping for this interview, you mentioned that feedback mechanisms are critical in collecting information about customer needs. So what feedback mechanisms do you have in place at Trip Actions, and what have you seen other teams use? Yeah, that's a great question as well. And I think I'll start by you know, talking about how we came to be this, the size of company we are today. Um, when I first started at Trip Actions, we had 30 people and we had you know, just a handful of customers. Okay. Uh, we just crossed 800 this month and we've got offices around the globe on almost every Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, and I think a lot of that growth, business financial growth has been built on top of um, really listening to our customers constantly and in the right way. So when we talk about feedback mechanisms, first off, it's built as part of our DNA. Every single employee, every single team, every single function, part of what they do every day is listen to our customers. But if we talk about specific mechanisms, um, we do have in-moment feedback that our users are able to give us through our application across every platform that we have our application available for. We have a relationship mm-hmm. touch where on an account basis, uh, you, as a customer success manager, your job is to ensure that the relationship is healthy and that you take in that feedback from whoever the buyer might be for that account. Um, and lastly, mm-hmm. as a part of an ongoing effort, we do have extensive work to do just overall research on the experience of our users what's uh, impacting their usage and uh, the UI UX essentially of our platform and how each interaction they have with either our software or our employee can be improved. Okay. So how do you see feedback mechanisms like the ones you're describing really needing to change as an organization matures through the startup phase and the growth phase and into becoming a, a more established organization? Yeah, that's that's a great question, and I'll, I'll take myself back or take us back to when I first started, where every single customer was an an important customer, and that hasn't changed yeah. in the growth that we've experienced. Um, but the mechanisms and um, opportunities or cadence that we look at that data and look at that voice obviously needs to scale. Um, so. Of course, the volume increases. With more data and more volume come more distractions and more noise uh, behind <laughs> yeah. you know, what, uh, what, what your customer is saying. And this includes both the current customer base that you're serving and the next segment of customers that your sales team is actively trying to sell to. Or that could be upmarket, that could be uh, horizontally across different geographies. All of that is now coming in more and more and more. Um, and really, mm-hmm. I think as we've grown at Trip Actions, a lot of it has been ensuring that we uh, are constantly readjusting our gut feeling and readjusting that internal compass on what is the right fit for our product in these markets that we need to serve. And that comes from an idea that we want to take the market, whatever market that we are going after in this time frame, this year, this quarter, we want to take the entire market. That's the fundamental mindset. We don't want to incrementally increase market share at 10%, 15%. We want to take the entire market. And that 
it drives mm-hmm. a lot of our decision making and drives the qualification of what we hear from our customers. Okay. So how do you balance the feedback you're getting from your customers with innovation? I think it was Henry Ford who said, if I asked a customer what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, you know, and so how do you balance that? I, I think you know, it can be really challenging as a customer success leader or a sales leader who, you know, you really want to help your customers and you really want to serve them and you want to do everything they ask for. It can be really hard to balance that with, you know, the ideas that your product and engineering team may have for being innovative and really pushing your market forward. Yeah, that's a, that's a great quote, actually. And it's really funny. Um, the uh, I think I'll answer in two ways. One is just understanding of the market that you want to go after. The needs, the pains that you're trying to solve, those need to be really clear in your mind, in your management team's mind, in every CSM's mind uh, at an individual customer. Why is it that they're using your product or your company? Um, I actions, if I'm a CSM, I think about why did this company choose to use our software and our platform to allow their employees to book business travel? And if you understand those core needs, those core pain points, um, then you can translate and contextualize the feedback that you hear. Because a lot of the feedback you'll hear is, I want to make X, Y, Z change because that's what the customer has imagined uh, to solve that pain. But if you understand their pain to begin with, you understand the context on why they're making those suggestions. That, that's kind of the first way. And the second is actually build, being able to s- grow and scale uh, a, what I'll probably call appropriately, which is to say that you need a really strong cohort of your customer base that are wild fanatics about your product, about your platform. They love you for what you do. They forgive you for what you don't have, and they're with you to develop what they need to be uh, in the future. And those uh, early adopters, innovators, they grow with you and they help you become the next, uh, uh, they help you become the scale that you want to be tomorrow. Without those uh, evangelists, Mm -hmm. you'll never get there. And I think a lot on a day-to-day, it's up to the customer success team to build those evangelists. Yeah, I think that that can be a great resource for your organization. You know, if you're able to leverage those early adopters or those people who are kind of super users and and get them to, you know, share their thinking with you, not just like what do they want, but why do they want it and how are their businesses changing that can really help. Exactly. Before we continue with the rest of the interview, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. I want to let you know about a special live podcast coming up. Strike Deck Radio and Helping Cells Radio are teaming up for one night only, September 26th, at the Service Rocket office in Palo Alto, California. Bill Couchard, the host of Helping Cells Radio, and I will be talking about our favorite episodes, sharing things we have learned about customer success from our guests, and answering your questions about our podcasts. Join us for this live podcast on September 26th at 5.30 p.m. in Palo Alto. For more information, check the link in this podcast description or go to meetup.com and search for 2019 September Palo Alto CS Meetup. We hope you'll join us. 
The Success League offers a research-based certification program for CSMs. This 16-class series is based on a study we conducted on the various fields that CSMs are coming from and the skills and strengths they are bringing to the table. Our comprehensive certification course helps CSMs build knowledge in new areas and enhances the background they already have. Our online classes are instructor-led by seasoned customer success leaders and include tools and exercises that CSMs and managers can use to extend learning beyond the class. Our program is designed to drive knowledge retention, meaningful change, and real results. For more information and our fall schedule, please visit thesuccessleak.io. And now back to the podcast. So Rukang, since you have a product operations team that ensures that data is collected, what is the role of customer success in that process? Also, and this is maybe a related question, what role does qualitative data play in customer success and this feedback that you need to get from clients? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think a lot of organizations today are starting to realize that you do need a middle layer function like product operations that helps uh, more tactically operationalize a lot of the feedback that you hear from customers. Um, If you've ever been a CSM, you know, you hear feedback all the time from an individual user, from your buyer, from an influencer. That comes into you all the time, constantly. And you need to understand and figure out, okay, I've heard that. What do I do with that information? Where in my organization internally do I take that feedback? And if I'm a good CSM, how do I ensure that that feedback is action upon at the end of the day? So that entire process is um, helped and facilitated by my team, but customer success is one of the biggest inputs uh, into what feedback we are able to gather from our customers. And that starts with understanding what feedback from what segments of users is actually useful. I talked a little bit about uh, earlier about identifying the right group of customers that will be your evangelists, it's really the customer success team that Mm -hmm. builds those evangelists and finds them in the market, handholds them when there's something wrong, and celebrates them when something goes well. Without those relationships, without the customer success team being able to hold those relationships, my team wouldn't exist because there wouldn't be any feedback to gather. Um, So the first part of the CS team's input is just being an input into the process. Um, The second is actually the other way around, which is, great, we've built something based off of what we heard. How do we test it? How do we validate it? Who are the beta, alpha, cab customers that are those evangelists that are willing to look at a half-baked product, deploy it out to their own team, put their name on the line, and try something new with us? Um, That's the other side of this and where we partner really closely with customer success and product to take something that we've built as an alpha, we've got matchsticks on the back end actually holding it together but it works now let's test it let's get that real-time feedback and now let's actually build it as part of our main product and solidify it as, as a different component of our platform that's the whole other side and customer success is the only team that's able uh that's able to be in a position to allow us to do that great So product operations is a pretty new role. Um, I think there's probably a lot of people who are listening to this that are like, hmm, that sounds kind of interesting. Can you describe your path into customer success and then ultimately how you translated that experience into product operations? 
Yeah, of course. Um, first off, if there's anyone listening who would like to look at Trip Actions, I'm very open to chatting with you. You can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's we great. We're hiring uh, my team across the board. Uh, but on a serious note, I think um, really it started with my passion for being able to make a difference in the customers that we serve. Um, at Trip Actions, I think it's a it's a product that thankfully um, I'm extremely passionate about and it's a problem that I myself have felt so viscerally on the business trip when I needed to change my flight and my previous travel manager and my previous travel management software just could not help and that pain resonates with me at such a personal level so I want to make this industry and this company as successful as possible. Um, So that's why I started as a CSM. But I think what I quickly realized is that I can own my portfolio of business and make it as healthy as possible. There's an upper limit to that. I can be a mid-market CSM. I can be an enterprise CSM. I can be a CS manager. But there's a limit because at the end of the day, what drives those successes is a relationship, yes, but it's the core product. Um, it's what our platform can actually allow a traveler, an administrator, a finance admin to do and have the visibility of their travel solution. Um, to do that, yeah. I needed to go above or, or maybe cross-functionally away from managing individual accounts, but have a, uh-huh. have a way to use that experience and carry it as a voice to our product team. So that's that's kind of where I came from and it actually coincided very well with the growth of trip actions and having the need for have that function uh, be of a team uh, mm-hmm. be a team by itself so were there any particular you know skills that you felt you needed to develop to get into product operations or yeah. did you feel like the CS skills that you already had were were really what it took yeah I think it's actually two things one is very tactically you have to f- deeply, fully, comprehensively understand what your own product is. Every single possible level of configuration, if you work at a software company, how every toggle button number interacts with something else, you really need to know that uh, like the back of your hand. With that out of the So you need to go deep on the product. Exactly. As deep as possible. And that drove a lot of my own success as a CSM because you have this extremely odd use case. I know exactly how to find a configuration workaround to get what that customer wants. Um, Mm -hmm. But then you do hit those cases where we just don't have the product to do that. And that's where I think the skill set is, how do I translate a customer need, a non-technical customer Mm -hmm. need, into something that's actionable for first a product manager and then an engineering team? You, at the end of the day, you need to translate, transcribe, whatever you want to call it. You need to bring those two worlds together because you have a customer who's using our software to book a flight. Something is wrong with that experience or something can be improved. How do I actually turn that into code that somebody writes, deploys, goes through version release, and then actually hits back to the initial traveler? That whole cycle um, is where this team sits between. And constantly it's a, a, about translating the information and adding the right context, depending on who you're speaking to. Okay, great. So tell me what you like about what you do. And is there anything that you don't like about your current role or that you find a little frustrating that somebody you'd want to share with somebody who's maybe considering going in this direction? <laughs> yeah, Um so I think my answer about what I love and what I don't love is kind of related. What I love is 
you really understand who you're serving. Um, as an individual CSM, you have your portfolio, you have your peers that sit next to you, but you you, you see what's in front of you. Um, being successful in product operations means that you see the forest and the trees, then uh-huh. you see the forest, then you see the trees. You need to have <laughs> that ability to zoom in and out on a yeah. constant daily, hourly basis. Um, so that's what I love doing because that's that's if I feel like I have a meaningful impact on where this organization is going, where the product is going. Cool. But that also leads to, I think, a lot of frustration sometimes, uh, which I hopefully try to internalize, um, which <laughs> is I once I really am personally passionate about making sure every single person's voice is heard. Uh, uh-huh. Whether or not it's constructive or not, somebody took the time out of the day to say something to us about a business product. You don't need to do that. That's something that you yourself chose to do. Your voice right. should be heard. But obviously, we all know not every voice is, uh, has the same level of impact. Not every voice has the same level uh, of importance for our company at this stage. So the frustration uh-huh. really is how do I balance those two things in my own head? I want to make sure everybody is heard. I want to make sure that I also qualify those voices for the teams that I'm speaking to and provide the right context to our product manager for flights who needs to hit this overall objective for this region, how do I get the right, right feedback to that person in this moment in time? Yeah, yeah, that is pretty challenging. Um, and I can see how that would be frustrating. I've noticed that a lot of companies don't have great feedback mechanisms in place between <laughs> customer success and product. And trust me, we get a really nice up close and personal view of this when we're working with some of our clients. Um, what would be your top piece of advice for someone who wanted to get that connection started inside their organization? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think um, just um, from a cultural perspective, customer success or whatever team it is at your company that interfaces directly with their customer, they need to have a seat at the table with the product organization. That's baseline. Um, It could be sales, it could be Mm -hmm. customer success, whatever you call your team that serves that function, they need to be deeply embedded in fundamentally how the product organization makes decisions. That's just Mm -hmm. kind of table stakes. And then I think very tactically, you need to make sure that you have this culture in our company that your customer's voice is important. Your customer's voice is what should be informing where you go next. Uh, That's not to say that you only listen, you don't aspire or uh, dream or innovate, but you need to make sure that whatever it is that you come up with internally is validated by something that your current customers are experiencing as a pain and that you're really truly solving a problem um, that needs a solution to be made. And that's, I think, that feedback that only can exist from a function like customer success. Got it. Um, Last question. This is something we ask everybody that comes on the show. What do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think from my perspective, what's what's what, what I'm seeing more and more is this all-in-one customer success team where uh, I came f- I've seen uh, companies have an implementations team, have a customer success team, have a servicing team, uh, or even more, I have a technical integrations team and I have a 
reporting、uh-huh. integrations team. But I think the more you segment those functions, the less comprehensive a picture you have about your customer, because all that information is divided among different people or different teams in your own company. So I'm seeing more and more is a to be a truly successful CSM, you do need to take. A customer from beginning to hopefully never ending,、uh, at least at a software company, you need to take them from they bought in. Somebody has put their name on a piece of、mm-hmm. co- commercial contract and said, "Great, let's start using your software." To all the all the way to two years from now, my company has grown two x. My employees have grown tremendously. My use the use cases that I have for your product has grown, but. You still have that same CS team. It could even be the very same customer success manager, and there's that level of trust that's not replicable without having that consistency throughout the entire lifecycle of,、uh, of that relationship. And I think that's what makes what I've seen make a big difference between a good customer success team, a good customer relationship, and an amazing one. That's great. I love that,、um, and I am seeing some of those pieces too. I think. Organizations are starting to look at the whole thing a lot more holistically, and I think that's good. Rukang, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It is so interesting to hear about your role and what you've done to ensure that the voice of the customer is really heard loud and clear at Trip Actions. So, thank you for taking the time to share your ideas and advice today. Thank you, Kristen. It's really great to be on the show. How should someone connect with you if they want to reach out? Yeah, you can always find me on LinkedIn. But if you ever want to shoot、okay. me an email,、uh, my email is just my first name, last name at gmail dot com. Great. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck dot com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague dot io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And finally, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us. Next time.